Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Weather, the first episode in quite some time, a little over two months. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about different types of climate and also what determines a location's climate. And I'm also going to touch a little bit on the difference in between climate and weather because a lot of people um, tend to get those uh, mixed up. So let's start with defining the basic types of climate. So there are actually a lot of types of climate, but there are five most basic ones. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about those today. And if you guys enjoy this episode, uh, perhaps I'll put a poll um, so you guys can vote on if you guys want me to hear, yeah, if you guys want me to, if you all want me to, if you all want to hear me talk about other kinds of climate as well. Anyways, let's get into it. So, n- number one, a tropical climate. In this hot and humid zone, the average temperatures are greater than 64 Fahrenheit, 18 Celsius year-round, and there is more uh, than 59 inches uh, of precipitation per year, 59 inches I'm just going to do the conversion here. Uh, 59 inches would be the equivalent to about 1,500 millimeters. So, yeah, this this climate, very warm and humid, frequent showers and thunderstorms year-round, and very warm. Basically, rarely, rarely, I would even say most tropical climate regions, what I would consider tropical, don't even have temperatures that get below 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which would be about 21 to 22 degrees Celsius. Like, that's the coolest it'll get on the coolest nights in the tropics, in my experience. Um, And a second kind of climate, uh, dry climate. These climate zones are so dry because moisture is rapidly evaporated from the air and there's very little precipitation. So there's almost always a high pressure center, uh, what we call a ridge of high pressure over these dry areas and the high pressure forces air to sink. And so sinking air is um, counterproductive to the formation of clouds. So that's why there's almost never any rain and desert areas are usually also a lot of times um, shielded by mountains. Now, an example of a desert kind of climate here in the United States is Palm Springs in in Southern California. Uh, Palm Springs is not only in a region where there is a lot of high pressure, so there's usually sinking air, but it's also um, conveniently shielded from the coast of California by huge mountain ranges. The San Jacinto and the San Gorgonio mountain ranges, San Jacinto being directly to the west, and the San Gorgonio mountain range being to the northwest of Palm Springs, they um, shield Palm Springs from most of the winter rainstorms that coastal California experiences uh, Los Angeles uh, experiences quite a bit of rain in the wintertime, and Palm Springs is just a one-hour-and-a-half drive inland, but uh, they get way less rain because it's on the other side of the mountains, and the leeward side of the mountains usually has very little rain because 
all the clouds move up the coastal side of the mountains and all the rain gets squeezed out on the coastal side, most of the rain. And then whatever does make it over the mountains into the desert is usually not very much. Um, so number three, temperate climate. In this climate zone, they're typically warm and humid summers with thunderstorms and mild winters. So uh, somewhere with a temperate climate, um, think of somewhere like Atlanta, Georgia in the southern U.S. That's a good example of somewhere with a temperate climate. Uh, warm and humid, thunderstorms in the summer, and pretty cold, pretty mild winters. Not, not usually much snow like I think they get every once in a while a little bit of snow but usually no snow um temperatures usually overnight close to zero celsius or 32 fahrenheit and during the day quite mild about 12 celsius 53 fahrenheit so chilly but not cold enough to snow on a regular basis um, even when it gets a little colder than that, it's, it's usually not cold enough to snow. It's usually rain there. Um, so that's a good example of summer with a temperate climate. Uh, continental climate. So these regions have warm to cool summers and very cold winters. In the winter, this zone can experience snowstorms, strong winds, and very cold temperatures. Sometimes falling below negative 22 Fahrenheit, negative 30 Celsius. So an example of somewhere with this kind of climate, I would say would be Calgary, Canada. So Calgary experiences during the winter time, very cold conditions. The average low temperature in the winter is around 12 degrees Fahrenheit, which is around minus 11 Celsius. That's the average low temperature. Average high temperature in the winter, 29 degrees Fahrenheit, about negative 2 degrees Celsius. So on average, below freezing all winter, um, especially in very, very cold at night. And when there are uh, bursts of colder air, it can easily get well below negative 20 to negative 30 Celsius. Just very, very cold. Um, summers pretty mild on average overnight, still pretty chilly, about 52 Fahrenheit, 11 Celsius. During the day, 75 Fahrenheit, 24 Celsius. So mild to warm, um, but nothing too, too warm during the summer. So that would, in my opinion, uh, very well determine, um, that would be a good example of a continental climate. Polar climate. So polar climate, most people aren't going to experience um, because it's most people do not live in the polar climate zones. However, I'm going to talk a little bit about polar climate. Uh, polar climate would be something that you find in a place like Svalbard, Norway, let's say as an example. So Svalbard is located at 77 degrees north, so it's very high up. Um, definitely in the polar region and in terms of temperature 
it get it can get as cold at, on the average overnight low in the coldest month, which is February, is four Fahrenheit, which is negative sixteen degrees Celsius. Average daytime high during February is fifteen Fahrenheit, which is about negative nine Celsius. Summertime doesn't get very warm at all; stays pretty cold, just barely above freezing. Overnight lows around average 42 Fahrenheit, which is about 6 Celsius. Uh, daytime highs average about 48 Fahrenheit, which is around 9 Celsius. So that would be a very good example of somewhere with a polar climate, where it does not get very warm or even very mild at all. The whole year summers are quite cold and winters are extremely cold so those are basically um the five main types of climate now as i said earlier there are more types of climate that i could talk about but i want to move along with this episode because i want to talk a little bit about different factors that can determine uh a uh, locations climate so the first factor i want to talk about is latitude now as i just mentioned with the case of svalbard norway being in a very high latitude the higher latitudes uh, the the higher up in latitude you go the closer to the poles on either hemisphere the colder you can expect it to be uh the Higher up you go in altitude, same thing, because air um, cools, tends to cool as it rises. Uh, High up we have much thinner air, it's also, the the pressure is much lower, and so the temperature tends to be much lower. And also uh, mountainous regions, they, they have less surface, flat surface for heating. So they don't tend to heat up as much during the day and the heat gets released much quicker at night than it does like in a valley. Uh, proximity to water is also, and, and so I'm gonna, uh, I'm actually gonna give some comparisons on, on how this um, presents in, in terms of different cities, but I just wanna talk about two more factors. Proximity to water, uh, of course, the closer you are to water, the wetter and colder you're going to have it be. Um, generally, in the summer, it's going to be colder. In the winter, it's going to be a little bit warmer because water takes longer to heat up and it also takes longer to cool off. But it will be a much wetter climate than somewhere that's maybe at the same latitude but further inland. Water temperature also plays a big role. Like if we... Um, Somewhere with colder water is going to have colder temperatures, especially in the summertime, than somewhere maybe at the same latitude, but with um, much warmer water. Now I'm going to get into the comparisons because you may be thinking, oh, okay, how do I, like, what are some examples of these differences, right? So let's get into it. So with latitude, let's compare cities let's compare new york city and miami okay so new york city it's at a higher latitude it's closer to the poles than miami so we can expect it to be um much colder uh, most of the year uh and even during the summer it is a little bit um cooler the the 
both see those cities the main thing they have in difference is latitude because altitude is pretty much the same proximity to water is pretty much the same water temperature is a little bit warmer in miami that's fair i'm, I'm not gonna lie and that's good that it's gonna influence a, a little bit um but we're talking about the, the the main difference here with these cities is latitude now winter temperatures in new york city 28 fahrenheit negative 2 celsius to 39 fahrenheit 4 celsius on average miami much warmer nighttime 62 fahrenheit 17 celsius daytime 76 fahrenheit 24 celsius that's lower latitude closer to the tropics and warmer water that's gonna that's what's gonna happen in the summertime the difference isn't as intense but it is still a little bit cooler in new york city even though new york does get quite warm in the summer it's cooler than miami because you have average low of 71 fahrenheit 22 celsius average high 85 fahrenheit 29 celsius Whereas Miami average low 79 Fahrenheit, 27 Celsius. Average high 90 Fahrenheit, which is around 32 Celsius. Um, so you can clearly see the, the role that uh, latitude plays when you compare these two cities. Next comparison I want to move on to. So to talk about the impact of altitude, let's take uh, Eugene, Oregon and Sun Valley, Idaho. These cities are about the same latitude, uh, but they are very different in altitude. Eugene is close to sea level. Sun Valley, Idaho is around 5,000 to 6,000 feet, which is about 1,600 to 2,000 meters in uh, elevation. So Eugene, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon during the winter time, uh, so of course you're gonna basically we're gonna expect throughout the whole year we're gonna expect Eugene Oregon to be much warmer than Sun Valley Idaho because it's at a lower uh, it's at a lower altitude even though they're at similar uh, latitude so let Sun Valley Idaho okay average low during the winter time 10 Fahrenheit which is about roughly negative 12 to negative 13 celsius average high during the winter time 26 fahrenheit about negative 2 celsius eugene during the winter time average low 35 fahrenheit above freezing about 3 celsius uh, average high 46 fahrenheit about 8 celsius much warmer than sun valley idaho uh, sun valley idaho in the summertime uh, average low is 48 Fahrenheit, 9 Celsius, still nice and cold at night. As I was talking about, mountain areas tend to cool off pretty significantly at night compared to valley areas. Eugene, you can see Eugene being in a valley, it's quite warmer at night, uh, 55 Fahrenheit during summer nights, 13 Celsius, so quite a bit warmer than the, the 48 degree Fahrenheit, 9 Celsius, reading on, on, on average on Sun Valley. And uh, during the summertime, the high temperature in Sun Valley is usually right around 80 to 81 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 26, 27 Celsius. 
Eugene 86 degrees Fahrenheit, which is around 30 Celsius. Also, because of the uh, lower altitude, as you would expect, it is warmer. Next comparison, moving on. Let's talk about proximity to water. So let's compare Seattle and Spokane, both in the state of Washington in the United States. Now, as we've discussed, places that are close to the water will usually be warmer during the winter time than inland, but they will be colder or cooler during the summertime. That is specifically the case when we compare Seattle and Spokane. Let's take a look at January in Seattle. Average low 37 Fahrenheit, so about 3 Celsius. Average high 46 Fahrenheit, about 8 Celsius. Let's take Spokane. In the winter, we have an average low of 26 Fahrenheit, negative 2 Celsius. Average high of 34 Fahrenheit, just barely above freezing, about 2 Celsius. You can tell much colder winters, being further inland, being away from the water, even though they're at about the same latitude, it's that difference that the water has. Um, because in Seattle, much milder, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, and then in the summer, it's the opposite. Seattle is cooler. You have 59 Fahrenheit, 15 Celsius at night, 79 Fahrenheit, 26 Celsius during the day with Spokane, you have about the same temperature overnight uh, just because it gets very warm during the day. So the, the, um, it, the air does not have enough time and the sun angle is also very high. So the air does not have enough time to cool off properly overnight. But look at the, the daytime average, 88 Fahrenheit in Spokane, which is about 31 to 32 Celsius compared to 79 Fahrenheit, 26 Celsius in Seattle. Much warmer in the summer, also same thing, but opposite effect. Uh, being further away from the water in the summer means warmer temperatures because the water takes a lot longer to warm up than the inland areas do. Now, uh, final comparison, because I know some of you probably tuned out already. It's getting, this episode is getting pretty long, but I wanted to compare places with similar latitude and different water temperature. Now let's compare San Francisco and Lisbon. San Francisco and Lisbon uh, are known as sister cities. And one of the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of the categories for, for you to qualify as, um, for two cities to qualify as sister cities is they have to have very similar climates. And San Francisco and Lisbon they do in the winter time because in the winter time the water temperature is pretty similar in those cities but in the summertime the difference is quite um noticeable and that is because of the water temperature now let's get into it let's let's talk about the difference between san francisco and lisbon particularly in the summertime so i'm not even going to talk about the winter time because they are pretty much the same in the winter now, during the summer, the, this is the impact that, that cold water, that very cold water in the, in the Pacific Ocean and the San Francisco Bay have. Uh, I'm just giving you an idea here. So the average temperature of the water in July in San Francisco in the summertime is 54 Fahrenheit, about 12 Celsius. 
in Lisbon, it's 66 Fahrenheit, about 19, 19 Celsius. And that, that shows when you look at temperatures. Average overnight low for San Francisco in the summertime, 58 Fahrenheit, 14 Celsius. Pretty chilly because the water is chilly. Average high in the summertime, just 66 Fahrenheit, 19 Celsius. Chilly water, constant cold, ocean wind. That's what happens. Lisbon, different story. Overnight temperatures in Lisbon during the summertime average 66 Fahrenheit. Right around the, the low temperature, the high temperature average for San Francisco. That's, that is chilly. That's pretty much as chilly as it'll get at night in Lisbon in July because the water is not colder than that. The water is pretty mild. The overnights are going to be mild. Average high in Lisbon in the summer, 83 degrees Fahrenheit. It gets up to an average of 83 Fahrenheit, which is 27 to 28 Celsius, compared to just 66 Fahrenheit, 19 Celsius in San Francisco. So that is a huge, uh, just a huge impact that uh, cold water versus warm water plays in, in cities with similar... That, that are very similar in latitude, that are very similar in altitude, very similar in other climatic factors. But when you, when you take into account the um, water temperature, then you can, you can see a stark difference. So anyways, that's all I have to talk about today. Thank you so much for staying. Um, for, I think this is the longest episode of this podcast that I've done so far. So thank you. If you have uh, stayed with me for, for this long, I hope this was useful information. I hope you were able to learn something. Um, and thank you for listening once again, and I'll see you next time.